Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Well, well, there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, the Los Angeles Clippers have defeated the Utah Jazz in Game 6 of the Western Conference Semifinals by a score of 131-119 to and are making their first ever Conference Finals appearance in franchise history. They scored 41 points in the third quarter, 40 points in the fourth quarter to down the Utah Jazz without Kawhi Leonard. What awaits them on the other side? That's right the Phoenix Suns. I welcome Matthew to the podcast and to everybody who is joining us, whether you're joining us, uh, listen to the pod tomorrow or live with us right now, directly following that Western Conference Finals game. Matthew, initial reaction. Boom. Suns versus Clippers in <laughs> in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, first, yeah, first, I'm super excited. Finally, Suns basketball is coming back sooner rather than later. But it is on Sunday, a weird time at 12 o'clock. You already got the other two game sevens. Chris Paul, who knows if he's going to play. So initially, I was I was upset. But then I'm like, you know what? Let's let's go. Sunday, it's coming soon. So I, I just want to watch the Suns. Yeah, it's definitely been a long week without Suns basketball. I wrote a piece today for brightsideofthesun.com. So if you get a chance, stop by there. And just kind of talked about how eerie this week was without Suns basketball, with 117-degree temperatures, with uh, this haze over the valley from the Telegraph fire about 60 uh, miles from here, uh, with some jackass driving around shooting people. You know, it's just been a weird week in Phoenix. And now we're going to have an opportunity to see our team once again play, and it looks like it's going to be Sunday. Obviously, Suns fans, you know, for the most part, we're rooting for Utah to win tonight because we wanted to force that third game seven in the playoffs. You have Philly and Atlanta going to game seven. You have uh, the Bucks and the Nets. They're going to game seven. We wanted this one to go seven and an opportunity to allow the Suns to play on Tuesday and, you know, give Chris Paul more time. For those of you who are listening to this podcast, you'll probably know tomorrow what the result is with the Chris Paul situation. The Phoenix Suns said that on Sun or on Saturday, that is when they were going to release some more information relative to that situation. Uh, but you know, we don't know right now. We're just going live directly after the game, so uh, you know we'll kind of discuss that a little bit. We'll discuss. Uh, you know, I haven't even talked to you about your reaction on the CP3 uh, situation. Let's talk a little bit about the Los Angeles Clippers as a matchup and just kind of what this all means. But again, Los Angeles Clippers beat the Utah Jazz on our heads of their first Western Conference Finals to play the Phoenix Suns. Uh, yeah, let's go. So uh, if you're watching along live, we appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Suns Jam. You can listen to the podcast on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, wherever you get your podcasts, whether they be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever. 
If you're watching on YouTube, we thank you. Go ahead, subscribe, hit that thumbs up button. Let us know what you're thinking in the chat, and we'll you know we'll kind of have this discussion as we go. Matthew, you got anything to drink? No. Uh, just water tonight, my man. It's a good idea. I'm gonna have an 805 here. Okay. Actually, uh, it's a delicious beer. Pop that. I should have grabbed one. I didn't even think to grab one. Is that crazy? Yeah, you are kind of crazy here. I got the wrong beer opener. I'm such a jack and ninny. Oh my god. Jeez, I can't get the sucker open. Working over there. There we go. Popped open. Ready to go. Cheers, Suns fans. Let's talk about the Suns and Clippers. Initial reaction right after the game. All right, Suns fans. So now we finally know the Suns are going to be playing the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. And I'll ask you just kind of right off the bat, Matthew. Yes. What are your initial thoughts? Is this a good matchup for the Suns? Is it a bad matchup? Is it the team you wanted? Did it? Does it even matter? Tell, tell me what you're thinking. I have no idea. Honestly, I think that both of these teams, of course, I don't care. I think the Suns are going to go to the finals. No matter who we play, Kawhi's there. I don't care. The Suns are going to the finals. Chris Paul sits out a game. They're going to the finals. So I'm very confident in both these matches. I just, I don't know, man. I think that the Clippers for sure make more sense because they do play the small ball. They got super hot tonight where they didn't miss, I don't think, one shot the second half. So I don't think that's ever really going to happen again. The Suns can handle this team. I'm not saying quickly, but six or seven games. Yeah, I mean, you look at the final tally for the Clippers tonight. They shot 56% from the field. I mean, they were unconscious. 51% from three, 20 made threes to Utah's 21 threes. You know, it's one of the things I've talked about coming into this upcoming series is we are going to be playing a team, whether it was the Jazz or is the Clippers, that is extremely good from downtown. Now, granted, we've got good wing defenders, but some of the troubles that we've had with the Clippers this season was the fact that they get extremely hot from downtown, and that's how they beat us two out of three games. The Kawhi situation is probably the biggest X factor going into this series, followed by Chris Paul. You know, the initial reports are Chris, you know, uh, Kawhi Leonard is out indefinitely with a knee issue. It might be a strained ACL. I don't think he tore it. I watched the play and what happened in game five didn't seem, seem overly serious, but still enough to affect him long enough to where he's going to be out potentially uh, for the rest of the playoffs, some are referencing. So, no Kawhi. The Clippers are going to have to rely on other guys, which they which they did. You know, these past mm-hmm. two games, they did. You had Terrence Mann go absolutely nuclear tonight with 39 points on 21 shots, including seven for 10 from three. Those kind of numbers, you know, as you mentioned, not necessarily sustainable, but it will be a challenge for the Suns defensively to ensure that they're not allowing that other guy to pop off. You, It's kind of like the Denver series, right? You can allow one of the guys to pop off, but you can't let a bunch of the role players come in and pop off. Exactly. And I don't think that's really going to happen too much. I mean, things can happen on the court to where the Suns might give up a lead here or there once in a while during the game, but runs and stuff like that are kind of stopped short by the Suns. And I think too, the way the Jazz will even look tonight towards the last five minutes, usually the last five minutes, anything can happen. But the Jazz, they get so down on themselves. Like I said, the last podcast I was on that they, they're just kind of individually out there having their own problems and stuff. It doesn't seem like they communicate too much. And that's something that you just you have to look at the Suns team for because they, 
they can be that way where they can actually pick each other up and you have great leaders on that team. I just don't see it with the Jazz. So when things like that happen, there's no adjustments. And I don't think it's, they can like keep their chin up in any way. Yeah, uh, Nicholas Tan in the chat says, Clippers have no interior D, though. Let DA feast inside. And I think that is going to be one of those adjustments that we're going to have to see from this Phoenix team uh, because DA is a better offensive player than Rudy Gobert is. I mean, Rudy Gobert essentially forced the Clippers to the perimeter, and that's where they feasted. You know, if you're going, you, they, they, I saw multiple times on fast breaks where they were coming down and Rudy Gobert's hanging on their left hip, and they're like, you know what, we'll just pass yeah. out. And, and hit those three. So it'll be really interesting to see the, the game plan for uh, the Suns. But something that is valuable, uh, General Dragon just said it in the chat. He says, Suns have home court for the rest of the playoffs now. The number one seed overall, the Utah Jazz have been knocked out. That's good for the Suns. Yeah. We have home court advantage. Sunday's going to be that first game. You know, if we're blessed enough to get past the Clippers and we go to the NBA Finals, guess what? We have home court advantage again. All those things that Monty Williams talked about in the bubble last year about having the control of your own destiny uh, relative to your your record are, is coming yeah. true. Everything's kind of fallen into place. I think the one thing that didn't fall into place is, I think we can agree, we wanted this to go to a game seven, right? We did. And for reasons I said in the beginning, you know, we got the nephew Hayden, if he's on right now, is coming into town. He's going to be here at noon. So what, what what kind of time will I have to even like go to where we're going to watch? I think you said you might be working just a mm -hmm. weird spot for a game one in the Western Conference Finals, 12 o'clock on a Sunday. I mean, can we just wait till Tuesday? Maybe I'm hoping maybe they push it back somehow, but I doubt that. Yeah, you think they would just because of all the Eastern Conference brouhaha. I believe game seven is tomorrow between the Bucks and the Nets. And then game seven uh, for the Hawks and Philly is supposed to be on Sunday as well. So mm -hmm. having the Suns, you know, play game one, no matter what, the Western Conference Finals, in theory, should end before the Eastern Conference Finals. And I just, uh, I don't understand the scheduling, which, you know, again, it's, yeah. you know, it's not really a, a place for me to You don't want to go LeBron, right? You want to go yeah. full LeBron right no, now? No, no, I will, I will <laughs> never go. Okay. I will never go full LeBron <laughs> and trash the scheduling. That's for sure. You know, That's but... As, as you look at this series, uh, and another reason, obviously, that we wanted it to go to seven was that Tuesday start for the CP3 situation. Now, I went live from work the, yeah. morning, the morning of, so I haven't actually had a chance to talk to you on the podcast about the whole CP3 situation. Where were you? What was your, uh, your initial reaction, and what are your thoughts currently on CP3 and his positive COVID test? Well, not to name drop again, but Hayden uh, Schweikart did uh, send me over a text in the morning. He he said, uh, oh, I forget what he said, but it was something very disappointing. But it was a picture of Chris Paul, and it said that. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's what I woke up to. Initial thoughts, of course, it sucks. Uh, it was one of those days where the negativity and all that was really bad on Twitter, of course, because, you know, Suns fans, we, we got to be used to it. We got to kind of, you know, go back the years where we got screwed over and over and over again. So I had to step away from Twitter and just be away because, you know, once I find out really that we're not going to know anything till Saturday, mm -hmm. it's just like, let's just play this out, you know. And plus, the way the Suns team is and if Chris Paul misses a game, I mean, you got camera pain. You got players that are ready to play. They're not going to come out and just mess around and, you know, wander around acting like they don't have a leader out there because they do. They they can they know Chris Paul can help them through the week and get them prepared for the first game or for tomorrow <laughs> through the week tomorrow. <laughs> 
Oh, you know, I mean, it's I, I think the only thing, you know, again, so much is dependent on the news that comes out tomorrow. And Flex yeah. from Jersey was on with the solar panel guys talking about viral load. And he was at the threshold of, you know, being considered positive for coronavirus. And if he gets a couple negative tests, then he'll be able to play. And like the, the one disadvantage would be for the Suns, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers obviously are, are in rhythm right now. They're playing confident. They play in two days. So they're going to carry over these last two impressive wins. You got to give it to the Clippers. They were impressive wins. Yes. So they're going to be coming into Phoenix with the faith that even without Kawhi Leonard, they can win ball games. And if CP3 is out for those first two games, because again, game one's going to be on Sunday. Game two's on Tuesday. That's where we wanted game one. So if, yeah. if game one's on, on Sunday, game two's on Tuesday, they come in still hot. And we just, you know, we're trying to figure out what mismatches, you know, to, to take advantage of where our strengths can be against a team that is feeling as such. If we go down an O2 hole, that'd be frustrating. Let me just put it that way. I will say this too, though. It's a seven game series. And if the Clippers have taught us anything, you can be down in a, in a seven game series and come all the way back. Like they get, they did against Denver or I'm sorry, Dallas earlier this postseason. Yeah, and in these games, if Chris Paul's not there, the Suns just need to hang with them, and that's something I'm very confident this team can do during those games. Towards the end of the game, put pressure on Paul George if Kawhi's back. Put pressure on those two wings that really try to take over and just do something with the ball. When that happens with this Clippers team, it just it almost turns into chaos. And tonight, like I, they only missed one shot. I think in the fourth quarter, they could not miss. It won't happen again. It looks scary, but when they come in here. You know the Suns are gonna be ready to go. They're they're not gonna like they're not gonna get blown out or anything like that. And plus, they don't give up twenty five point leads in the playoffs mm-hmm. and then give up leads like that. So very scary to watch tonight. This is the team that we're gonna face. But take a deep breath because I think it's gonna be okay. Well, and I think it's the other side too. You know, when the Jazz were looking good and hitting all their threes and going nuclear from downtown in the first half with Jordan Clarkson scoring twenty one points in the second quarter and Donovan Mitchell who ended with thirty nine points and looked. Again, impressive considering, you know, he's hurt. Uh, you feel the same way. And, you know, no matter what happens, you're playing a quality opponent. This is the Western Conference Finals. Nothing good is easy. Everything you want's on the other side of hard. And it's going to be hard in this Western Conference Finals. You know, it's way too early for me to sit here and throw predictions out there. But I will say Suns in six. I do believe that we can beat this team. Uh, I think that our defense, our ability to uh put Paul George in compromising situations with attitude because that's all, you know, the, the one thing that the Utah jazz didn't, didn't do is play with a physical manner that the Suns do. The Suns are a team that knows how to get under your skin with the Jay Crowders and the Chris Pauls of the world, those, that veteran leadership, all the other guys are learning the little, you know, ticks and tricks on how to do that as well. And we've seen it when we played Paul George earlier this season. Now, granted, mm-hmm. The one time we did do it, and uh, you know, he kind of went ape shit. Yes. You know, I think he went fourteen yes. for nineteen from three point land in his two victories over the Suns this year. But in another game when he lost, uh, I don't even think he played. <laughs> did he play in that third game? I don't. Dude, I don't, I don't remember. remember. They all blend together. At <laughs> I, this point. I don't remember last series really. <laughs> <laughs> they it do was, blend together, man. That it season was so didn't. so long ago. But you know. It's just, it's it's going to be a very uh, compelling series. There's a lot of really good storylines here. Chris oh, Paul yeah. trying to get to the NBA Finals for the first time in his career has to go against the Los Angeles Clippers, a team that you know he's had monumental collapses with in, in 
you know, the, the playoff past and the lore of yeah. playoff past. You know, you have the Clippers trying to go through Phoenix to get to their first NBA finals. Uh, you know, I think that there's going to be a lot of compelling storylines that are going to come out over these next few days. And and honestly, we get to start chanting beat L.A. again. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's the easiest way to go about it, really, if we want to come up with something. You know, this last series, I'm not too sure. We kind of were divided on two different ones, but beat L.A. again. And dude, when when they do come. Uh, they're not going to really have a fan base too. So, and we talked about home True. court advantage, which is really good for the Suns. I think we we talked about going into the series against the Nuggets, even the Lakers, even though they didn't have a sold out arena. You know, home court for the Suns is good, but they play so well on the road. So it is like, how are you going to beat this team? Because our home court, if you watch every game of these uh, of these series, the 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 other the crowd does not sound the same, right? They do get excited, all right. There's mm-hmm. sometimes where you know it they can and it gets super super loud, but I don't think they can really match with what the Suns fans bring in that arena when it's sold out. Well, and I think it's interesting too playing at the Staples Center. The way that it's kind of built is it's meant to be a multi-use facility, so a lot of yep. the the seats kind of go out and then up. You know, you saw tonight, they have like three levels of suites. That's where, you know, Hollywood, that's where they make their money. So it's not necessarily known as a place that rocks. Even through the Kobe and Shaq era, nobody was like, dude, when you go to Staples, it's deafening. It's not like Oracle. You know, when the Golden State Warriors played the Oracle Arena, it was an old shitty arena that was really small. And uh, the fans were kind of on top of everything. So it was really loud. And Phoenix, whether you like it or not, has been around, you know, the Phoenix Suns Arena since like the 1992 and it has a little bit of that old school feel to it. Yes. And I think that that really helps with uh, the acoustics inside the place. It gets loud in there. It funnels through there now that they've kind of opened up the two spots where the bars are in the arena. And again, you know, going to game five of the Western Conference first round against the Lakers, I've never heard that place louder. And it seems like as the playoffs have gone on, our home crowd has gotten louder and louder and louder. And a true home court advantage exists. And Honestly, okay, think about this. If CP3 is out for the first game and the second game, God forbid, that would suck. But still, you have Etwan Moore. And uh, Dave King wrote a great piece on Bright Side of the Sun today about, you know, kind of the options. It's campaign or Etwan Moore. And I really think that Etwan Moore is the answer at starting point guard. The crowd will get behind him. And, you know, then the campaign uh, uh, energy will come in off the bench and then help that second team. And that's what's made this team successful all years. Their sustained offense and their ability to play defense and to act as a cohesive unit. And I know that the Clippers are coming off a couple of really good wins against a quality opponent, but I think that we'll have our home court crowd rocking and rolling and we'll have uh, you know the team taking that behind them and, and playing a little bit more physical on them than they probably uh, are going to like. You know, Get ready for a lot of uh, pushing and shoving, I'm guessing. Yeah, and you set it up perfectly scene by scene how it's currently going to happen. You know, you can predict a lot with this team now, I feel like, in the playoffs because you've seen so much and how consistent they are to where you know what's who's going to show up, what's going to show up. Of course, whether or not the ball goes in, I don't know, but these players are going to be ready to play. And you said it perfectly, man. With this team, you can just count on them just showing up, dude. And that's the best thing about this team, I think, right now. And I think the Aiton, Zubak, uh, Matchup's going to be really, really big. You know, I think that we have the capacity to, you know, have an advantage there. And it might be the first advantage that DA has this whole playoffs. You know, you look at his points per game against, I never get his name right. Fuck, I got to get this right. Ivica Zubak. Ivica Zubak. 
<laughs> Zub- <laughs> I don't even know what I said. Against Zubak right. Shakur. And Aiden averages 16 points and 10.6 rebounds to Zubac's 7.8 points and 6 rebounds. So mm-hmm. it's a clear, clear mismatch for DA in this series. And they don't have a lot of big depth. And, you know, this is going to be a team that we saw tonight with their shooting, uh, with their capacity to play small ball. You know, it's going to be a really interesting series because we've had to play two teams that are just bigger than us. You know, Denver, not so much on the behind uh, Nikola Jokic, but definitely the Los Angeles Lakers. And we knew that if we had to play Rudy Gobert and the Jazz, and this is one of my concerns, was knowing that they had Derek Favors behind Rudy Gobert, they could take advantage of that down low against Dario Sarch. Dario Sarch is going to, again, once again, have an impact on this series because he's going to be allowed the opportunity to do so. We're going to be doing plenty of Sarch smoke breaks, man. We are. He's going to get a lot of minutes, and it's it's interesting to draft number one overall three years ago, DeAndre. And now he's at the point to where it seems like everything's a mismatch for him, right? I mean, he's going up against great competition, but he's still like a number one draft pick, turning into one of the best centers in the NBA. So you look at it, you're like, yeah, this might be a mass uh, a mismatch. Smaller guy, or about the same size, right? Zubak, they're probably about the same size. Aiden's probably a little bit taller, but I just think that either way, if it's a mismatch. Aiden's found a way to really like absorb, you know, all the pressure this the these series and just like put it on his shoulders and find ways to defeat these centers and just do what he needs to do down low. So you can always count on that. It's just it's so cool because the Suns haven't been here forever. Suns have never done it. So we don't know what to expect, especially with this team. So it seems like every matchup, it's like, oh, mismatch, mismatch. But then it comes out at the end of the series, like, no, it wasn't. Like, Aiden dominated. Like, these guys are dominating the other team. And just like Aiden's quote today, something about being the actual shark in the shark tank or whatever, that one TV yes. show. What was he talking about? I don't know. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> no, Aiden was talking about in a fantastic article that he wrote today. And I, I forgive me, I tweeted it out. So follow me on Twitter and all yeah. uh, uh, at Darth Voida. And you can read his piece. But he essentially said, you know, when the Suns were in the bubble, they realized that they weren't swimming with the sharks, that they were the sharks. And they go. have that kind of attitude and that team camaraderie. And it's going to be really fun to see that clash against the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, there has been one series all time between the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Clippers. And that was the Western Conference semifinals in 2006 that yep. had a, a famous Rajah Bell corner three to uh, essentially put the game to a game seven where the Suns won that game seven by a total of 20 points. That was back in 2006, man. Long, long time ago. Those were some great games. Uh, this is also the team that Devin Booker hit his famous bubble shot against. The fadeaway buzzer yeah. beater was against the Los Angeles Clippers. So, you know, there's a history here. This is two Pacific division teams going at it. Uh, you know, we'll see if Kawhi comes back. You know, I, I honestly don't know. If Kawhi comes back, this is going to be a tough series. I said it coming in. You know, the, the there, there were advantages to each uh, team, the Jazz and the Clippers, and there were disadvantages. One of the disadvantages, if Kawhi is healthy and, and playable, is between him and Paul George, their strength is wing uh, defense. And if they put those two guys up on Chris Paul and Devin Booker, they're going to tr- they're going to cut off the head of the snake of our offensive mm-hmm. attack. If they're constantly pestering them and making everything hard for everything uh, to occur, 
on offense, we're going to get four shots late in the in the shot clock, and they're really good at rotating on defense too because of their just elite athleticism. If Kawhi's playing, he could be potentially hampered. You could see the Suns try to take advantage of him like they did Anthony Davis in the first round where it's like, you're hurt, we're going at you. We're going to make you move laterally. We're going to make you jump and try to block shots. And, you know, it's, it's, it's tough going into a series knowing that the other team has two of the top, you know, 15 players in the NBA, and we've got one of the top 15 players in the NBA, you know, relative to the all NBA teams, right? Because Paul George yeah, and, exactly. and, and, and uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard are both all NBA players. You got Kawhi on the first team and Paul George, I believe on the third team. And we have one on the second team. So if you look at, look at it uh, strictly through that lens, you know, you want to have the better players, but at the same time, I believe that we have the better team. Yeah, we do. And it's funny to one year ago, the start of the last year, you know, Clippers were the favorite to win the championship, right? Fast. Now they're playing so well, but it's so funny because it's with, without Kawhi. So you don't know exactly how well they're going to play together against the Suns if he comes back. And it's just like they can do without him. But this is still like, besides Monsters Herald, who missed out on last year's championship with the Lakers, then joined the Lakers, and now he missed <laughs> out on this year's championship. And that, you know what? That, that might be the thing, right? That might be the one thing that sticks out if the Clippers won the championship. Um, but you just don't know what you're going to face, really, with this team. But just remember, though, last year they were the number one team to win the championship, predicted. This is true. So we have to go through L.A., twice Twice. uh you know i mean it's just it's just unbelievable um what about the jazz you know it's their season's over now donovan mitchell looked heartbroken uh you know this is a team that had the number one record in the nba and and once they heard Kawhi leonard was out you know do you think that they just weren't mentally tough enough to push past that they thought oh we got this it's two different things for me it's the shooting tonight which was ridiculous by the clippers because it got to the point where even if you're um, who Patrick Beverly standing out there on the corner, like hitting what did he hit like three threes in the fourth, which is something that never ever happens. Yeah. So you're, you're, I mean, they're raining from the sky basically tonight. But I mean, if you're going to play the Clippers, and then I think if you go back to the Jazz, what was your question, John? Initially, oh, just, just thinking about the Jazz, do you think that they, you know, let the their t- <laughs> took their the foot off interview the- right now? What's that? <laughs> That's like this is like me at a job interview. <laughs> what was the question? Like, what was the question? Your answer? <laughs> well, I just, I mean, do you think that they yeah. weren't mentally tough enough to overcome the fact that they were playing against a team that was hampered? They're like, oh, they're hampered. Mm-hmm. We got this, and they just didn't necessarily do it. Yeah, it, well, if if you're looking at it that way too, this was my second point. Cause I already did my first one. The second point was what I was going to say is, you know, you, how, how much time do you have to adjust to this with Kawhi being out? And that might be another thing too. Cause I mean, I always compare it to football when the, the backup comes in the second half because of the injury to the starter. Usually he's doing pretty good. He gets a team back. He might seek out a win and then he plays another couple games and it's hard to adjust for a little bit. And then t- defenses start to adjust and then you can do something. It's kind of the same thing because Kawhi, like I was hearing on every pa- podcast, he was the best player left in all the series combined. Mm-hmm. So now that he's gone, you have to adjust to that. And that, I think that had to play a big part to it. And he could come back. You know, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, and, and if he does, it's going to be a tough series. I'm not afraid. I believe, honestly, before this series began, whether it was the Jazz or the Clippers, from a team aspect, we have the better team. It's going to be a seven-game series or a six-game series. You know, this isn't going to be another Denver series. Uh, this is going to be a team that has the offensive firepower. They're the best free-throw shooting team in the NBA. 
you know, which I think is, as we're seeing over on the Philadelphia side of things, is very vital come playoff time. Yeah. You have to have the ability to knock down your free throws if you want to win games. They're number one in the league in, in three-point percentage. 41% from three is what this team shoots. Uh, they're fourth in the league in defense. So, you know, kind of as you mentioned, Matthew, this is a team that was favored to win the NBA title. They're right where they should be. And it's our turn now to knock them out as well as Marcus Morris. You know, we took care of, of uh, Marquise Morris. We got Monte Morris in the second round. <laughs> no relation. Now it's on to Marcus Morris. Time to knock him out too, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, that's exciting for Suns fans. It could be one of the storylines, but I can care less about that dude anymore. You know, there's more guys to worry about on this Clippers team. Um, if we beat him, good. I just, I think that that fake toughness can get really annoying in this series. I know we talked about Donovan Mitchell and how annoying he is, but Morris, it's a little different because he tries to act tough and go at the weakest player on the court. You're going to see that a lot again, and thank God he's on a different team. <laughs> uh, no Serge Ibaka, so that's, again, that hurts their depth. Um, but they do have Rajon Rondo. And although Rajon Rondo ne hasn't necessarily been a big part of the uh, the playoff run that they are currently on, you know, you look at what he's done thus far. He's played in nine games this postseason, uh, 4.1 points, uh, 4.2 assists. You know, they're just not utilizing him. It's something that you might see in this series, uh, especially, you know, with Chris Paul out there. I think that him and Rajon Rondo – uh, that'd be an interesting matchup. Oh, yeah. You know, there's there's just so many little kind there's of matches. A lot. They definitely have very experienced players on their team. That's why they built their bench out the way that they did. Yeah. Yeah. Then same thing with the Suns, right? They try to add that experience. And that's why these two teams are matched up in the Western Conference Finals. And I'm stoked because the more and more we talk about it, you do think about all the storylines going into it. And it's just like it's gonna be nuts. And I think LA when we go back. And then the Clippers fans see how good the Suns are. And they're like, all right, we got to match that. That's what happens. And it's going to be even crazier when we go back to L.A. Yeah, Boogie Cousins, too. I got a friend. He's on that team, too. So. Oh, what? He doesn't do anything. I know. I know he doesn't. It's, it's, it's just funny how they, they're like, okay, listen, oh. we need every guy who's on the 2013 NBA yeah. All-Star team. Who's it? Rajon Rondo's out there raising his hands. Like, I'm available. Boogie Cousins is like, yeah, I guess, you know, I'm available. Yeah. So like, All right, guys, come here. Come on. Let's do this thing. So if you want to hip check into the boards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Rob Nord is going to come out of retirement. So. <laughs> Um, I, well, I think on that note, you know, this is just kind of a quick reaction pod. It's it's weird to go live after a game that's not the Phoenix Suns, but obviously this is big for Phoenix. They're playing the the Clippers. The frustrating thing, man, is it's on Father's Day. I uh, I do have to oh, work I that day. That yeah, it's it's Dude. Father's Day on Sunday. Can they um, just listen? Can they please just reschedule to Tuesday? I know I want Suns basketball. No, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. I've already seen the schedule. It's just every other day again. No three days off anywhere. It's just like boom, 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 boom. It's, you know, it's, it's by the time this time next week, we'll be three games into this next series into the Western Conference Finals on our way to the NBA Finals. But uh, yeah. I'm going to have to take off work. I'm going to take off at like 12 o'clock because, you know, so yeah, you're going to have to like turn around at your bar and start watching the game. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey guys, no, I'm not going to. My bar's outside. It's 117, dude. It's fucking nasty out right now. So it's a pool bar uh, and I'm not in the pool. So, not going to do that. So uh, anything else you want to throw down and talk about before we get out of here today? No, I'm, I'm just I'm actually super excited now to watch. So I'm back and forth. You know, my hormones are everywhere. So, you know, just <laughs> just bring on Sunday. It's going to be a mess. I might be listening to some of it from the radio, picking up Hayden from the airport. So Al McCoy, yeah, get bring me home. It, it's fun to listen to Al McCoy, though. So I'm going to do it for the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> wow, at least one crazy. game. 
Uh, I'll be there. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Well, there you go, Suns fans. Suns, Clippers, Sunday, 1230 Arizona time. We're back in the Western Conference Finals. And we're playing a team that's never been there before. So who knows what's going to happen? Obviously, tomorrow's huge. Uh, tune in to the Sun Solar Panel tomorrow. They're going to be talking about the series as well. With probably a little bit more well-researched reactions than me and Matthew. We're just like looking at the lineup. Like, oh, shit, Boogie Cousins. Forgot about that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, we'll know that CP3 news at some point tomorrow. And we're hoping positive things. And, you know, uh, how, how, how gangster would it be? is if it's the press conference for CP3 and he comes walking in in like a leather jacket and like a state farm hat and sits down. He's like, I'm playing and just gets up and leaves. You know, like that would just be legendary. Uh, you know, you can hope, can't you? I will. I just want to hear from him. I just want I, to see his too. face. I just want to make talk. sure he's okay. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so uh, on that note, everybody who's watching along, please subscribe, hit that thumbs up button. If you're listening, subscribe to the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network and make sure you follow the show at Suns Jam on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew. At Matthew Lucy. All right, Matthew, anything else? Everyone go home and love your family. And go Suns. Let me hear it. Come on.